from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. He's the author of the number one best-selling book, From Paycheck to Purpose, and he's host of the Ken Coleman Podcast, which is unbelievably popular, helping people with their jobs, their money, their career, make more money and enjoy everything a little better. So he's helping today. You jump in, we'll talk to him, me, all of us, 888-825-5225. Catherine starts this hour off in Detroit. Hey, Catherine, how are you? Hi, Dave and Ken. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, I am seeking advice today on my relationship. Okay. Um, I've been dating my boyfriend for almost a year, um, and things have been going really well. But I have concerns that as you know, things continue to progress, hopefully down the path towards marriage, that our discrepancy in finances, um, specifically income, debt, retirement savings, um, will be a problem, um, and that ultimately I might kind of find myself in, in a sugar mama type situation, which I'd, I'd really... Um, you don't want to be that girl. Yeah. We already no. have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Right, yeah. Good for you. So uh, how old are you? I'm 38 and how he's 35. Okay, cool. And what do you make? I make 200 and he makes 45. Okay. Ooh. All right. And what does he do? Um, He works in construction. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? I work in the automotive industry. Okay. There's nothing wrong with anything you've told me so far that uh, makes us incompatible as long as you're both in agreement. So what we've found is there's four things that um, good research is revealing that, that if you agreed on four things prior to marriage, you have a very high statistical probability of staying married. Number one is money, how we handle it, how we view it. Okay. Number two, because money fights and money problems, are number one cause of divorce. So you got to deal with it. So you're smart to call a money show and talk about this. Number two, uh, kids, are we going to have them? How many, how are we going to treat them? Are the inmates going to run the asylum? That kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? N- number three, the crazy people in our family called in-laws because everybody's got crazy in their family and you don't think it's, you don't think you do, it's you. So you, everybody's got it. So how are we going to handle that? How are we going to handle the extended crazy? And, and are we going to stand beside each other in that? And number three is religion, agreement on religion. And so if you're in agreement on those four things, you have a very high probability. Let's go back to the money one a minute. You obviously are a high income earner, and he's obviously a construction guy out there doing it, and, he, but, and yet you're falling in love, and that's cool. All right? Uh, that's not my concern. My concern would be his view towards his debt how much debt has he got and how does he view it so he has um around uh, about fifty thousand um and um and when we started dating i gave him the total money makeover um and he read it and i have seen him change his spending behavior his you know started budgeting I'm really trying to, you know, save and attack debt. So he bought into the idea that that debt is bad and he wants to get rid of it. Yes. And you think that is bad and you want to get rid of it. So you're aligned on that. I'm, yeah, I'm completely debt free, baby step six. I'm not talking Um, about where you are. I'm talking about what you believe. You both believe debt is bad and you want to get rid of it. 
aligned, yes. Okay. Then that that's the important thing. So what are you worried about? If he says if he says, Oh baby, it ain't no problem. I'm just gonna work till Friday <laughs> and I don't I'm gonna buy I'm gonna get me a new truck whenever I want to, don't marry him. I but but he's not saying what I'm that. worried about no he's not what i'm worried is just or maybe need to kind of come to to grips with is you know i've worked really hard to be in the financial situation i'm in because I've, I've followed you all for um you know most of my adult mm-hmm. life and now we're talking about you know what this would entail would be ultimately taking on someone else's debt because i don't see anyways getting out of it you know in the next few years given no you're going to marry him he's going to have debt and you're going to pay it off well wait a second yep. why, why, then, wait a second wait, 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 what's wait, wrong wait. with that i have a quick question what what makes you think that it's going to take him two years or so to get i mean fifty thousand dollars if he gets serious and he is in alignment he can get rid of this debt you don't have to necessarily marry all of it. I, I think if he's aligned, what I'd want to know is is how gazelle intense is he willing to get and uh, stay that to, way. and stay that way so that you don't marry much, if any. First of all, we, he hadn't even put a ring on it. So listen, we if, don't he, know. Listen, if he had two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt and he's plowing through it, and you marry into it, I'm okay. Yeah, as long as y'all are aligned on okay. getting rid of it. That's the thing. And, you got to be aligned. What, what's, what will kill aligned. you is not being aligned, yeah. not having, unless you just get all twisted up and bothered inside your head and go like, I did him a favor and he owes me the rest of his life. Now that's on you. But, uh, but if you're willing to just throw in and say, all right, it's all in, everything's in the middle mm-hmm. and we're all going to get rid we're going to use my assets, your, my debt, your debt. It's all ours. Now we're going to clean it up and we're going to live for the rest of our lives. The way you've been living so far, then you've got a good marriage match. I think that sounds good. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. It, it, but if you, if you're having to drag his butt along mm-hmm. because he's going to misbehave and he's going to, well, I've always, you know, everybody has a car payment crap who needs that garbage you know it's you don't you don't want that that is then you're you're signing up for a problem yeah my concern and again i'm not saying this is this guy but it, there's a difference between somebody believing something and doing something yeah i'd, I'd like to see him i want to see take, him. he's starting to take action on his yeah. new beliefs yeah. and as long as he does that and he's really you know he's taking two extra jobs and he's attacking this debt yeah and this may be a great maybe a great find he's a great guy yeah. he just needed some you know he just needed somebody to show him the path right yeah. I think it's a great test too. Not that she says it that way, and she doesn't position it that way. But if you if you're willing to say yes to this guy, I think you being willing to say yes if he proposes is based on you laying down the tough conversation now while we're dating. See, what we don't want to do is have the tough, difficult money conversations after we've gotten engaged or after we've gotten married. I think at this point, what you've laid out seems like he's a good guy, and he seems like there's alignment. But now, Dave, is when I think we have the difficult conversation. And she goes, this is how I want to live. Now, and I'm going to marry a guy who believes in living this way. And what you want to marry it into is a shared vision, not a, not a messed up past. Correct. That's Everybody's right. got a messed up past. That's right. So we're marrying into a shared vision of where we're going. Yeah. And so I, I don't mind if you marry somebody who was an alcoholic for 10 years, but they've right. been dry for three years. I agree. Yep. And they've changed their life. Yep. I, I don't count the I don't count the previous against them. Yep. I count where we're going is way more important than where we've been. Yep. And so 
you know, where we're going, where are we going? And are we going to go together? And is it going to, we're going to be in agreement. If I have to fight you all the time about borrowing money and about saving money, I'm not going to be on, that's not, that's not, that's not an alignment. Mm -hmm. But if we're on, if we're aligned on that and I just got a head start on you, oh, that's okay. That's okay. This is the Ramsey show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, for the first time in the Ramsey Show history, a couple of weeks ago, we hit number one out of all podcasts on Apple in the entire world. Thank you. And you did that. Uh, we appreciate you. You did that because you have followed instructions when we told you to subscribe because that helps us uh, to follow, to share the show, to give us a five-star review. We really appreciate you doing that. Thank you very much. Can continue. Listen, if you like it, share it, follow it, subscribe, and, and leave us a five-star. It's very helpful to us. We really, really appreciate it because it changes the algorithms that are used with the, with the different podcast platforms, Apple included, and that's how we end up number one on Apple. So thank you, guys. We really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, and, and podcast reviews are coming in. These are cute. Thank you. Just started out on the baby steps and this show offers such great motivation. The personalities on the show all complement each other very well. Enjoyable to listen to hearing debt-free journeys is a huge source of hope and encouragement. Grateful. I found it from Tanya. Thank you, Tanya. We're grateful running my life. How do you know it's working when your spouse says Dave Ramsey's running my life <laughs> all in jest, but it's definitely working from coupon clipper. Thank you. Way to go. And thanks from the UK. Love the show and the principles you adhere to. They work just as well over the pond in the UK. I love it. You've changed my mind on how I view debt and how I invest. So I'm starting a new journey today, which means no more car loans or leases, maximize tax efficient savings and smash at least 15% into pension. Thanks from Hoss. Way to go, Hoss. I like the way he said that or she said that smash the 15 percent well, into savings you gotta, i like you that. gotta love uk yeah i, I love that it's very good there's some passion some intentionality in that mason is in charlotte north carolina hey mason what's up in your world i'm doing good how are you doing mr ramsey better than i deserve sir how can we help hey uh i'm just calling i'm 21 and i've been working at the same job for since i got out of high school and i've kind of lost all sense of passion and pride in what I do. And, um, I'm really struggling to find some sort of, some sort of path to be on, you know, and I understand that nobody can tell me what will make me happy. Um, but I've kind of lost all sense of passion and 
I'm calling you for some guidance in the sense of Ken Coleman, 21 year old clay on the wheel. Yeah. Do your thing, man. Well, uh, I want to start with, you said you lost the passion that implies that at one point you had some, is that true? It is. Okay. Um, Take me back to when you absolutely loved what you're doing and why you loved it. Yeah. I want to hear that. Um, I think it was a sense of just something new in my life, something like a different world outside of what I had already lived through. Mm -hmm. And that being like the, the type of job I do with being a machinist and seeing different stuff come in every single day. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's kind of slipped away from me, and I've lost that, that sort of passion. So you love the newness, and I would guess the challenge with that as well? Yes. Uh, you're, so, you're good with your hands and able to see things in in your mind before you make them? Yes, I would say so. So have you lost the challenge? Are you getting new stuff, or now you've seen all the new stuff, and so there's nothing new anymore? Is that what's happening? Not necessarily that I've lost the challenge. The challenge is there every day. It's just a sense of, you know, accomplishment and pride. I've kind of, I feel like I've gotten stuck in a, a sort of rat race, you know, like being like a cog in a machine. And, uh, I've done things to like kind of help maybe spark new passion. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've, I've been streaming on Twitch, um, pretty regularly. And I actually, I really enjoy that, but you know, it's not, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, um, what the question is, what are you streaming? Are you streaming like uh, working with your hands and projects like that? What are you streaming? Uh, just I mainly play video games in my no. free time. All right. So, um, like, let's, so that, that's really it. All right. So let me let me help you out. So there was this time when you really enjoyed uh, the working with your head and your hands, the the building, the repairing, all of that. And I think what you're facing right now is you are looking for the next mountain to climb. And I do think. This is a natural progression for somebody who's 21. You've been doing this three years or so. And so here's the question I've got for you. I don't want you to overthink it, all right? I want you to tell me what, because work solves problems. All work provides a solution, which is essentially solving some problem. What are the problems that you most get excited about when you think about work and, and your abilities? Because there's a tie between what you're good at, which we know, and what you love. So what problems or solutions get you excited when you think about work? I think it's 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 the biggest thing would be providing, you know, a general help. You know, like feeling needed and feeling wanted. All right. Let's um, stop right there. That's really good. Now, let's go back to what you do best. If I interviewed all of your shop teachers, coaches, parents, uncles, everybody, Boss. and uh, bosses, and I said, what's Mason best at doing? What would they say your super talents are? And don't be modest here, and don't try to word this. In any, and there's no wrong answer. Just tell me. What would they tell me? It would probably just be <laughs> like doing what I'm told without questioning. It sounds really bad to say, but... Um, no, but what I mean, okay, let me yeah, let me put it this way. There's four types of work. There's people work. That's what Dave and I do. We're in the people work business. Uh, yeah. There's idea work. That's what Dave and I do, people and ideas. There's process work, okay? Those are your operations people, accountants, you know, that kind of process stuff. And then there's, then there's things or objects, and those are people that build, fix, invent. You, you tracking with me? Yes. All right. Yes, so, what? What are the? Which one of those areas or two are? Do you have the most talent in? People, ideas, process, or objects? I would say the things and people, 
Perfect. Uh, like I enjoy connecting with other people. Perfect. That ties into the earlier answer you gave us where you just want to add value to people, right? And right now, all you're doing is things. That's right. You so, have no people in this movie. Yeah. That's right. So I'm not, I'm not hanging any of these, these ideas on you, but this is where your brain's got to go. I got to go, where am I gifted? If I'm gifted at building or repairing or, or things of that nature, fixing, wiring, connecting, if that's what I'm really good at and I love doing it for people, then that could be plumbing, HVAC. You could be in the trades where you can make a killing in today's economy and eventually be on a path to owning your own small business. I don't want to project that on you, but that's where the ideation comes from. I'm good with my hands and my head. What are you making as love a machinist? People. How much do you make? Uh, uh, post-tax or pre-tax, I'm sorry. It, it's about 40 to 45. I work 50 hours a week, and that fluctuates from Four, 50 $45,000 a year? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I would be um, interviewing that, some people that are in trades that that do stuff that you're good at, and and ask them about the people quotient. Ask them about what they love about the job and and how they see their work making people's lives better. I think that's a good starting point for you because at 21 you don't have a ton of life experience. What you need are ideas, and the ideas are validated when you go, "I'm good at that." And I would really enjoy that once I've truly unpacked what goes into it. Does that make sense, Mason? I think we need to give him here. Yeah, well, I'm going to give you the assessment. I want to give you the get clear assessment. It's going to give you a purpose statement that becomes essentially a high-level job description. I'm also going to give you my book, From Paycheck to Purpose, which is like the guide to climb the mountain or pursue the mountains you want to go after. So that's my gift. But practically speaking, you're not stuck. You just don't have some ideas that you're either confident in or you just don't have any ideas at all. Does that make sense? It does. And I definitely do feel like a sense of being stuck. Yeah. And um, I, I I feel like it also might be a regional thing as well, because I live in a very in a rural area in North Carolina. Um, but that kind of touches base on like another thing that I wanted to bring up with, you know, if you were in this position at, the, at this age with the knowledge, this goes for both of you. Um, if you were in this at this age with the knowledge that you have now that you've where you've gotten to where you are, what would you tell yourself then? I want to figure out what I am when I am at ten years from now and get about the business of getting there. Yeah. And right now you're just you're just doing the same thing over and over. You're stuck in a wheel. Yeah. So I want you to aim at the mountain ten years from now and then go climb it. So hold on, we're gonna help you with the assessment and with Ken's book, brother. Yeah. I appreciate you calling. You're a sharp young guy. Yeah. This is the Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining in amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, on the debt-free stage, Sean and Kathleen are with us. Happy New Year, guys. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. How are y'all? Doing well. How about yourself? Better than I deserve. Where do you live? Boston, Massachusetts. Very cool. All the way down to Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome. It's so good to have you. And how much debt have you guys paid off? 
We paid off $147,000. Yay. How long did that take? <laughs> About four years. Good for you. And uh, what was your range of income during that four years? We, uh, we, our range was from 48 to 184,000. Well, there's a nice jump. <laughs> so what do y'all do for a living? I'm a firefighter and a Ramsey preferred coach. Okay. And I am a teacher's aide and um, a full-time nursing student. Okay. So what happened to cause your income to go up so much? <laughs> uh, a lot has happened. <laughs> uh, we went everything from being unemployed to working the gig economy and then working my was i worked myself into um amazon operations manager and then from there while i was doing that i had uh the gi bill paid for me to go to school and so you went went to fire okay yep and then after that i went and got joined the uh fire department as well yeah yeah wow good for you wow way to go guys that's a great journey so what kind of debt was the hundred and forty seven thousand? Who it was everything. So we had student loans, we had a solar loan, we had personal loans, credit cards, car loans. You were all normal. Stuff, all the normal Very stuff. Very normal. Yeah, and normal sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. Yes. Way to go, guys. So how long you guys been married? We, we just celebrated 13 years yeah. ah, okay. earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> after nine years of marriage, y'all looked up and said 147000 this is not working, something's got to change. What happened? Tell us the story of what got this started on the Ramsey stuff. It was actually even before that. So we started probably back in about 2014. Um, it came down to, this all happened when I was in the Marine Corps. Um, I was, we did the normal thing. We took out a bunch of credit cards, racked it all the way up. Um, and then we had basically the choice of, do we pay the mortgage this month or do we eat? Right? So we had we knew something had to change at that point. So we went and my mom flew out and she gave us your book because she Googled how to do a budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's basically all she knew about you. She was like, oh, this guy knows something about budgeting. So we did, uh, we did the budget and then we went through FPU and then we did just enough change to breathe. breathe and that was it. Yep. We were Dave-ish for about four years. Okay, and then what, ca- what got you on fire? What kicked it into gear? Um, it was the I deserve mentality. So when I when I was working, it was after the Marine Corps when I was working in a uh, private wealth banking job, I got promoted. And at that point, I was like, well, hey, I deserve a truck. And so the $650 payment that we came with it kind of slapped us in the face again, you know, because I'm stubborn. And sometimes I need a two by four to the head to, you know, really get things moving. So once we had that $650 payment, we were like, well, Again, something needs to change. So here, here we are again. Here yeah. we are again. You know, rat in the wheel, right? So we went back, went through FPU again, and then we got real intentional about it. At the end of 2019, when we started. So we, you got a C minus or a D plus the first time. <laughs> so you had to retake it. it yep. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the course. We had to retake it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm, in. I'm in. I'm in. I'll take it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then, so we, in 2019, we saw something going on with it with the company that I was working for and stuff like that. So we actually paused the baby steps. This is why it took a little bit longer than, than we wanted it to. Yeah. Um, we saved up a bunch of cash. Sure enough, 2020 came around, COVID, lost my job. And so right after that, I didn't we had the savings to rely on, but we really went and got you know, I I did all the jobs. Yeah, I did the I did the Instacart, the shipped, I did DoorDash. Wow. I donated white blood cells, everything. Wow. <laughs> everything. Out of control. Yeah. And to survive and not have to hit the savings. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then now you've settled into good, solid careers, both of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now you're debt free. 
That's right. Yeah. Proud of you guys. Way to go. Thank, Thank you. you. I just curious about your mindset over the four-year period. So once you actually recommit and get after it, uh, I, I always like to know, were there moments where you just didn't think you could, could make it any longer? If so, I see you shaking your head, uh, Kathleen. <laughs> yes. Take take us there. I want because I think there's some people that are probably on this journey. Yeah, they're not where you are today, and they feel like quitting. We're not going to get there. What'd you do? What did you guys? How'd do? you not quit? Yeah. Well, we heavily we leaned into each other a lot. Um, mm-hmm. There were times when I felt like giving up, and he was like the person that was like, "No, honey, we got this. We got this." And there were times when he was working so many gigs and mm. was tired he would come home so tired and he was just like i don't know if i can do this i'm like mm-hmm. no babe you're doing so much we're almost there it, there was a lot of like late late, late night conversations um kind of like putting our minds back on what is the goal mm-hmm. what is our end goal because if we lose sight of that that's kind of like when our motivation would like go down yeah um it, but it was definitely hard sometimes the kids would be like i want to be like my friends they're going out tonight i want to go buy this and it was hard to say no to them, but we ha- we also had to explain to them like what we're trying to do for our family mm-hmm. so that we won't have to say no in the future. Yeah. And and they understand for about 10 minutes and then they ask again. Oh, yes. of course, <laughs> yes. of course. Especially the younger ones. Yes, mm-hmm. but our kids were pretty good. We, we kind of like brought them along in our journey and um, they knew what was going on and Probably what we were doing. Probably been really good to watch their hero parents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably has. Our parents are heroes. I'm yeah. so proud of y'all. They're well, a we part of they... our budget. So, like, they knew what, what we were doing. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 They have their own little chore charts and everything. So. Ah, yes. very good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the, the biggest thing that kind of really pushed us through was, you know, seeing things actually work the way that they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Right. So, when we were going through, you know, you can do anything for a season. Mm-hmm. Right. You guys say that often, right? And I'm kind of a prime example. At one point when I was working at Amazon, I would, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I would work at Amazon from 2 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then I would come home, do some schoolwork, go to school, come back, do some more schoolwork, and then go back to work. So Mm -hmm. I did not actually sleep Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Wow. And then I did that for, I don't know, two and a half months or so. Wow. And so I just... You can do anything for a season. For a short period of time, yeah. you can do absolutely. anything. Yeah. yeah, way to go, gosh. Was it worth it? Yes, yes absolutely. Oh, yeah. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? For, I think it's important to be on the same page in communication because, I mean, this journey is not for the faint of heart. Like, you have to really, like, lead into each other and mm. um, understand each other, where you guys coming from. Yeah. Consistency and, uh, and grace. Right. Mm-hmm. So because you're going to you're going to mess up at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to be able to not just kind of give up after you've messed up once. Right. And then once you've cheated on your diet once, oh, I'm never going to do it again. Right. Yeah. It's we have to go back into it and go, yeah, we messed up. How do we avoid that next time? Yeah. And just yeah. keep pushing. Very good. Way to go, guys. Way to go. Very proud of you. We've got the live and give box for you to say thanks for coming from Boston to do your debt free scream. It's the Baby Steps Millionaire book because that's the, the journey you're on for sure. Total Money Makeover book to give away when somebody says, I need a budget, like your mom did, right? And uh, total, uh, Financial Peace University, and that uh, you can go through it twice if you need to. We proved that. So we got that for you. You can give that to somebody. It'll help you do that. So bring the kiddos up. And give us their names and ages. All right. So there's Madeline right here. Mm-hmm. She's 11 years old. Mm-hmm. There's Evelyn, who is nine. Mm-hmm. And there's William, who is six. Wow. Good-looking family. Oh, they're worth it, I believe. 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good good work. Good work, you guys. Very cool. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Sean and Kathleen. Kathleen, I'm sorry. Madeline, Evelyn, and William from Boston, Mass. 147000 paid off in four years. A lot of unbelievable hard work. Living like no one else so later they can live and give like no one else. Income from 48 all the way up to 184 during that time. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Right, you guys ready? Three, two, one. We're, We're debt-free! Debt yeah! Yeah! Madeline Evelyn William got it. I like it. Yeah, that was well done, kiddos. Yeah. They practiced. Score. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Theodore Roosevelt said, complaining about a problem without posing a solution is called whining. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like it. Oh, you got to love Teddy Roosevelt. Good stuff. Hey, guys, George Camel's brand new book is coming out January the 16th, just a couple of days from now. If you pre-order the book, uh, Breaking Free from Broke, it is an incredible book. It exposes the most common money myths and excuses head on. It is truly a snarky, fun read because he gets after the people that are misbehaving in the financial world, taking your money, and you're going to like it. You're going to learn a lot from him. Uh, breaking free from broke comes out January 16th. If you pre-order it before then you get a hundred dollars worth of free bonus items, including an instant access to Georgia's newest talk. Show me the money and exclusive access to an online private event and a Q and a with George, the audio book and the ebook. So you can get all of that at RamseySolutions.com slash store, jump into the store and pre-order the book. That's the deal. And we'd love to get you in there and get this Breaking Free from Broke book. It is, uh, it's been selling like crazy. Thank you very much for that. We appreciate you supporting, George. And this book is going to be well worth every dollar and then a bunch more. All right, Mark is in Lima, Ohio. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, how you doing, Dave? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, after 30-plus years of being like everybody else, buying everything on credit, house payments, multiple cars, all of that, uh, we did financial peace a couple years ago, um, kind of figured out that, you know, we've been dumb, um, had a house for 25 years that when we sold it to build a new one, we actually owed more on the house that we had owned for 25 years than what we paid for it. Because you kept refinancing um, it? Re yep, refinance and add on, do yeah. this, do that. Anyway, um, we kind of got our heads out of our rear end, um, and in two years, um, sold the cars, uh, condensed all that stuff. I'm currently driving an old piece of crap, paid off the house, wife retires early. Now we're debt free, don't own a penny to anybody. And I'm like, now what? Um, you know, you got cash sitting there and it's like, I, you know, I want to spend it. And then the other, other part of me says, you know, how dare you? Um, so I'm kind of like wrestling in my head with how do I kind of open back up the purse strings and, 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 and be smart about moving forward yeah, that's good. Well, um, yeah, it's normal when you've been going this fast. So when you slow down, it feels weird. Um, that, that's a normal thing for most people. Um, 
Sharon and I went through that as well when we went, you know, we, we went to the extremes to get clear of the, the past history of misbehavior. And, and once we got there, we're like, I'm not ever buying another car. I'm just going to drive this one. And finally the old thing just laying there on the side of the road, we're looking at it. We're going, okay, we got to do something. So, um, and we had plenty of money. We just were cheap <laughs> and you know, that's where you get to. Cause you stack cash pretty quick when you're getting in your situation. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The so, part of my problem in my head is I'm a gearhead car, car fetish guy. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've spent 30 years in, in really enjoying what I drive and, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of like cut that off two years ago and now the itch is there and I'm like, ah, I'm not sure that's the smartest thing to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's basically three or four things that keep us aligned at our place. Um, number one, we don't borrow money for anything period going forward. So no, no discussion about anything that has that in it. And I think you're already there. Right. That's, that's just, that's yep. off the table. Okay. And we're going to live on a written game plan that the two of us agree on our spending. And while you're working the baby steps, the way to remember it is there's only three things you can do with money and you should always be doing all three, giving it, investing it and enjoying it. The problem yeah, comes the first when two we've got, it's the third one. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, now we've got to add that back or you've got a ba- unbalanced equation. And so as long as you have the other two in there, you can add that one back. Okay. Right. You, you, yeah, you have stretched, you have, you will never return to the sh- shape you were in. You've stretched too far. Oh, I better not. No, you you can't. You, you, it's impossible. I'm. You just won't, because you, you you guys have you have changed. You've had a total money makeover. You have changed. You've changed who you are, the way you view money, and you will never go there again. And so now, when I buy something, I still thirty years after going through all this, pause and look at it and consider. Well, and as a percentage of my world, is this out of control? Does it mean I can't give like I want to and I can't invest like I want to? No, it doesn't mean any of those things. It's a small percentage of my world. Okay, then I'm allowed to buy that car. Okay? In your case. In your case. That's what you want. You know, and I like cars. I've got a bunch of cars. I like them. But I I don't – I have never – once I got through all that, I have never looked at cars the same way again. I enjoy – I buy cars now for the same reason you do, Mark, and that's because I enjoy cars the car i have zero care what you think of my car i used to buy cars for what you thought mm. you know as a prestige item and now i don't give a right. crap what you think it doesn't bother me at all i mean you can like it or not like it doesn't matter to me i bought it for me i didn't buy it for you so um and that's a different way of, then you'll make a different decision and so you know a few years ago you know i bought a 1960 uh corvette frame up restoration i was born on my it was born on 1960 so a 1960 corvette frame up restoration fabulous 350 in it six pack on it it's a hoss and uh it's a beautiful little antique it's It's cherry yeah it's It's so nice but you know what i bought that car because i enjoy that car and it's it's a garage queen obviously it's not a daily driver right (laughs) so you know, you're going to get back to there is my point, but I drove a hoopty. I drove like no one else. And now I drive like no one else. Yeah. You know, Mark, I, I wonder if you can 
if you can downshift on the intensity no pun intended right i didn't realize i did that boy that's amazing <laughs> that how good, that man. happens that's great all right but keep the discipline and so here's what i'm saying you said today's response to the three guardrails you said we have a hard time with the enjoyment part well what if you use that unbelievable discipline muscle and you discipline some fun some enjoyment in that new budget yeah because when we're gazella tents there's no enjoyment in the budget, but now you can, and maybe you rely on that discipline as you begin to kind of ease, ease, you know, off the throttle a little bit. Here, I did it again. I can't help myself. Stop me, Dave. But I, I just downshift think that's, and throttle. You yeah, got this I running, think that's right? what you've got to do, Mark. Does that make sense? Like you don't have to be gazelle intensely more, but you can still be disciplined. Some money that you have to spend for fun. That's it. I Mark? got you. You're basically you're basically planning. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, save up for and that. The difference awesome in that and the way you used to live is you used to just spend until you ran out of money. Right. Right. And now you're planning like an adult yeah. what you're going to spend on enjoyment. I'd pick a car out and go, all right, how many months based on where what we are? Gonna, how are we going to save up and get there? That's what right. percentage of get there? And, and you know, let's, let's get an uh, upgrade out of some of the junk you're driving and get you back into some nice stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you're there. That's where you. That's why you do this. You live like no one else, so that later you can live like no one else and give like no one else. You live like no one else. You drive like no one else, so later you can drive like no one else. You you know everyone. You give like no one else, so later you can give like no one else. You put yourself in these positions. There's a price to be paid to win, and you have reset your brain, and you've gotten above this money thing instead of down under it. And you've you guys have learned that, Mark. I'm proud of you. Way to go. You're killing it. Good stuff. That puts us hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there is ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Jesus.